do. do. Lower to the grave, tell you like it is to your face. She don't play. play. Every chick down for it all, know that she a boss. She a boss. No competition, no loss. From the Midwest to the A, all them got you tuning in, no delay. Ooh, get you right every time. Keep you laughing on a dime. Tell you truth, no lies. So you can live your best life. Cover all topics, no limits. Got some for your mama and your children, no holding back. No gimmicks, coming on strong, get straight to business. Oh, yeah. What she wanna do? Lit life, lit life, she do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life, she like what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life, she like what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life, lit life. Lit life, lit life. Hey, it's your girl Autumn, and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. What's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all know I have been like hella excited about this. Um, look, I, I'm over here. Hold on, making sure I'm making sure everything all right over here. But anyways, um, I've been hella excited about this series that I'm doing. As you guys can see, um, a decade of R&B, the best decade of R&B in my opinion. Um, and this this week we're focusing on 1991, but. Um, quickly, I mean, I, I'm trying to even really, I'm so tired right now, y'all. Again, I know I was tired last week. I know this. This week, I was tired for another, re- a different reason, and I'll get into it in a second. But I don't think, um, I did anything too exciting. Um, no, I don't, I, I actually had a real chill weekend, um, yeah, I don't think I did anything too exciting. Um, I'm tired because, so today is Thursday, but on, what was that, Tuesday, I worked until 2 o'clock in the morning, and that basically uh, spilled over into last night, Wednesday night. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is about my body, y'all. Like, when I'm knocked off of something, I'm, I I just fall off for a minute. So, like, now I'm afraid that my sleep schedule is going to be jacked up for the next couple of days. I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird and it's stupid. But it was definitely jacked up last night. And I don't know... I don't, I don't know why. Like, I have no idea. I tried to... I went and, and took a shower. And I got in the bed and I usually... There's, like, this little game that I play on my phone called... Um, royal match I think that's what it's called and it's more of a calming thing for me like it just it just calms me down and I'll just play it until like whatever I'm out of out of the little lives or whatever and then I just try to fall asleep after that well it just didn't happen that way I didn't turn the TV on and what was what's really crazy about it is it was pouring down raining like it wasn't thundering or anything like that it was the most peaceful rain ever and I could not go to sleep I I was up again till 3 30 and I think it's just again just being up the night before and you know just my mind just being stimulated by work basically I think that that's what it is um y'all friend PJ is up here so I'm probably have to put her down in a second but 
I really hope that I don't mess up anything with my audio because what I have found, what it seems is that my laptop, I think the little, um, what is it called? The little adapter that I use for the laptop to plug in like the other screen and to plug in my Rodecaster and you know, all that shit. I think it has like a little short in it or something. But even though I, like when I go into StreamYard, like I was able to like see it or whatever. None of this matters. It's working out. We're going to try to get through it. But anyways, let, you know, we're going to go ahead and get it, get it popping uh, with this good ass shut the fuck up award. Like y'all know what time it is. Shut the fuck up. So, if you are a returning listener, welcome back. If you are a new listener, welcome. Welcome to the Lit Life Podcast, where we have the Shut the Fuck Up Award. Do you hear me? There have been so many things going on this week as far as Shut the Fuck Up Awards are concerned. Like, I could pick several. Um, Just, like... <laughs> so much social media has been going on right like so much and typically with this award you can you can award it to anybody you can award it to a person you can award it to an animal you can award it to a collective I don't care who you give it to but you know we, there's enough to go around and give to everybody but my shut the fuck up award this week speaking of work we um I'm not even going to say we. I'm not even going to give the whole situation. What I'm going to say is when an employee is approached with a project at the very last minute because somebody else dropped the ball, okay, and we're given the directive of you have to do, this has to be done tonight. It cannot wait till tomorrow. It cannot wait till early morning tomorrow. It cannot, it has to be done tonight. When you get that directive and you go ahead and you follow through with that shit because, you know, that's the directive you got, which is the reason why I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning on some bullshit that didn't even really have nothing to do with me, but go off. Do not send no email talking about some we really appreciate uh, those of you who were able to get, you know, get this work done. You know, it was critical, da-da-da-da-da. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Y'all, you're, you're saying, you're giving, gra- you're giving me gratitude as if, you know, you're giving me thanks and all this, that, and the other as if I had a choice. That's the, that's my whole point. That's the whole point of it. Like I didn't have a choice to not do this. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a volunteer. There wasn't a, Oh, we're looking for volunteers. It wasn't that it was a, we're going to pull y'all into this meeting and y'all are going to do this. And you know, this is priority for today. It is what it is. Whatever else you got going on. We don't give a fuck. We're going to do it. Do not send me no fucking email talking about some, Thank you. Like we, like we, you know, volunteered to do this shit. If if there's anything that need, if there's any, there's no words that need to be spoken, my nigga. You can st- send me some money, send me some cash, a bonus, a gift card. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's it. That's all I want to fucking hear. 
all this other no and then you go do it send it in the email y'all could even y'all could have called us on a meeting for that to tell us thank you you know what i'm saying shut the fuck up okay oh another one real quick i know y'all been seeing like i know y'all been seeing like the whole thing with the the girl with the oysters or whatever so she went she went to the um she went to like a a really good I guess oyster bar I've never had oysters I've never really had a I never really wanted to try them like they look kind of gross to me but she went on a date with some guy that she had ignored for months and she ate like 48 oysters and she's in the video and she's like slurping and it was like really making me gag. I was just like, oh my God, but whatever. But that's beside the point. The dude skipped out on the bill. She ended up paying whatever. Typical, typical nigga shit, right? My issue was with all the niggas on Twitter who after they found out who she was, after they went to her Instagram or whatever, or TikTok or whatever, and saw her, all of her pictures and shit, and they were like, damn, she didn't look like I thought she was gone. Look, what did you think she was going to look like? You you thought she was going to be a big girl because she ate 48 oysters. You thought that's what it was. So then everybody was taking all of their little sentiment, sentiments back. Like, oh, well, she, shit, I'll buy her 72 oysters. Da, da, da. Get off her dick. Shut the fuck up. Like, y'all want fucking with her when y'all ain't see, see her, you know. You was calling her, probably calling her all kind of fat ass bitches and all this, that, and the other. Fuck y'all. So anyways, I'm going to tell y'all, a bitch is tired. But when I started listening to these albums today, or actually, I listened to I listened to them earlier. But when I started listening to like the songs that I'm actually gonna play for you guys, like I instantly perked up. I, don't, I now I didn't came back down a little bit since then. It's only been about thirty minutes, but I know when I hear them again, I'll perk back up because it's just that type of music, right? So, a decade of R and B year. 1999 y'all know I got the visual so let's let's just let's make sure it's gonna work because y'all know okay then 1991 y'all see it look I'll be looking at the graphics and be like okay did I change everything that I was supposed to change or whatever I was like fucking I'm gonna just leave this same picture up here and maybe do something a little different with the other slides and shit so anyways if you have not listened to or watched I feel like I'm forgetting something, y'all, but whatever. If you have not listened to or watched last week's episode, um, I gave a brief overview basically saying that I came up with this idea last Thursday. I had some other topics that I was going to talk about, and actually I'll probably drop like a couple of, you know, like a couple of episodes a week um, in the upcoming weeks as long as work ain't too damn crazy <laughs> um, to talk about the other stuff. But I came up with this idea and I was so excited about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play around with this. I'm going to get some visuals. I'm going to try to play some music and, you know, we're going to go from there. So I'm hoping that um, everything goes right. So just a little tidbit, y'all. Last week when I did this, I'm recording on StreamYard, but I also have a Rodecaster. So the music that I played, I was playing it on 
my laptop. And so when I downloaded the recording, the music wasn't there. And I think I said something like, if the music ain't here, I'm going to have to re-record this. So I'm I'm clicking through it to hear the music. I'm like, nigga, like I was so bad. But then I listened to it on my Rodecaster and the, and the music was there. So I just had to swap out the audio. So this time I'm trying to play it through my phone. So bear with me. I don't know how, how easy this is going to be because... You know, I like to get the song to a specific part. Also, last week I had no issue, no copyright issues uh, <laughs> with YouTube. I had, you know, they give you the little, um, you know, they'll give you like, it's not even a warning, but it's just like whatever. And it says something like, you know, this artist, you know, is okay with this basically. So we're going to see. If that happens again this week, like the uploads went fine, everything went fine. So we're going to see. So let's get into it. So, okay, what I did was I got three albums and I'm going to tell y'all. So 1991, the number two and the number one album that I have on here, I, it was pretty easy. Like, again, I just Googled R&B albums from 1991 I looked at a couple of different links to see a couple of different things. And, oh, shit, I didn't even open all this stuff back up. Um, I, a couple of different, a couple of different things, a couple of different links to look at a couple of different, like, lists or whatever to see if there was any anybody that was left out. And I started to, and and for 1991, the, the one and the two is, like, was, like, a for sure, okay? Um, I could not... Like, it was tough to figure out a number three because I typically, like, I'm not, like, I okay, there are albums that I have listened to or that, you know, that I still listen to that I will listen to from front to back. But there are also, like, songs that I listen to like on repeat all the time from from specific artists like I like say for instance like like Beyonce like I don't there's not one Beyonce album that I just put on and listen to from beginning to end Destiny's Child, Child either but there's a collection of songs that I love of theirs right like love 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 and so I feel like that is kind of what happened with a lot of the albums that I saw on the list for on the 1999, uh, 1999, 1991 list. Um, so it, I had to go through a few of them to figure out like, okay, is this the one that I want to use? Right. Like I had to like <laughs> make a decision. Like, is this the one? And so the one that I actually came up with, which was pretty cool, like when I listened to it, when I ran it back and I listened to it, I was like, okay, then, okay, yes, 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 yes. So the number three album that I picked from the year 1991 that clearly was one of my favorites because I sat here and listened to the to it and just about the majority of them I remembered like the words and stuff to it was Tevin Campbell self-titled album now what I did not look for what I didn't 
what I didn't figure out or I, I didn't really make a whole big effort of figuring it out was um, why he spelled his name like that. Like why he T period E period V. I don't know why he did that. Um, but whatever. <laughs> Want this like the songs on this album. So first of all, let's just talk a little bit about the album. Y'all know who the fuck Tevin Campbell is. Now I better not have to sit here and go over who the hell Tevin Campbell is because Tevin Campbell is was probably one of the most prominent um, R and B artists in the nineties as it like child artist too. Like, cause technically he was pretty young. Like he was pretty, pretty young, which is why some of the album, some of the songs on the album, I listening now with 44 year old ears, I'm like, what the hell was going on? Right. And then I realized who actually was writing them who actually was producing them. So let's get into it. So um, this was his debut uh, studio album, um, and it was uh, released by Quest Records November 19th of 1991. Um, also, I told y'all how I feel about, like, you know, I be on Wiki or whatever, and I be feeling the way when it says it needs, some verif- needs to verify some of the citations. This is one of them. But whatever, we gonna just, we gonna thug it out. If y'all hear anything wrong, just let me know. And also, a correction from last week, real quick. Guys, um, Teddy's Jam, number two is my favorite, not number three. Number two, but there are three. Okay, boom. Back to Seven Campbell. So, uh, let's see. Let's see what the stats were like. Let's see where he where where he came up at. Uh, he went platinum. He went he went platinum once, so that's that's good. Um. Let's see. Oh, that's 1992. Let's see, 1991. Okay, New Zealand albums. Uh, he peaked at number 31. Uh, U.S. Billboard 200, he peaked at number 35, 38, I'm sorry. And U.S. Top R&B Hip Hop Albums, he peaked at number five. Um, but the thing that gets me the most about this album is the heavy hitters the amount of heavy hitters that had their hands in this album right so if we look at the track list okay if we look at the track list number one was round and round y'all remember that Go round and round. Y'all remember that? I know y'all remember that. Writers. Right off the motherfucking bat. Was Prince? Was Prince? If you really listen, if you if you listen to this song, you can kind of hear that, right? Um, and Justin Warfield. And produced by Prince, okay? Um, he had a, a interlude at number two, Over the Rainbow and Onto the Sun. I didn't remember a whole lot about that one. Like, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Um, um, by uh, And the writers for that was Narada Michael Walden and produced, written and produced. Um, the next song, number three, was Tell Me What You Want Me To Do. Now, I know 
Now, I know y'all know all about Tell Me What You Want Me To Do. Not my favorite on the album, but probably the biggest from the album. Let me see. Um, is it? Let's see. It probably was. Let me, I'm just looking at the playlist. Uh, yeah, it was, pro- that was probably the biggest song from that album. Um, uh, Tevin Campbell was one of the writers on that. Um, you had the, uh, Walden and Sally Joe Dakota. I don't know who those people are, to be honest. Um, then the next song, Little Bro- and I'm gonna just go down the list, but y'all know I'm gonna go to my favorite one last, right? Um, Next was a little brother and I didn't like, again, looking at the track list, I was like, eh, what is this? And then when I heard it, I was like, Oh, okay. I remember. But if I'm being, keeping it a being right now, like I can't even remember how that shit went. And I just listened to it earlier. So I don't know. Um, strawberry letter. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Strawberry letter, um, was, Produced by Quincy Jones, written by uh, Shuggy Otis. Again, that's another one I was just like, oh, okay. Now, one song that came to my attention that, like, really piqued my attention, um, the writers are Marilyn Bergman, Alan Bergman, Marvin Hamlish, and uh, produced by Quincy Jones. And I don't really, first, I don't, I don't really know those people. Like, those people don't ring a bell to me. Um, But the name of the song was called One Song. It was such a beautiful song. It was such a beautiful song. Like, I'm going to have to put it on a playlist. Like, I'm trying to think of which playlist I have that I have to put it on. Maybe, like... I think I have a, like a feel good music playlist or something dope song. Okay. Dope, dope, dope song. The next song, listen to me, just ask me to, do y'all remember it was on a soundtrack? What soundtrack was that on? Was it on a uh, minister society? Maybe. Uh, I feel like it was on minister society. Is it going to show me on here somewhere real quick? Da, 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 da. I don't I don't see it. But I feel like it was. That was my jam. And actually, um, that's one of the songs on this album that I still listen to today. Another song. Um, oh, uh, yeah, it was fe- featuring Ch- Chubb Rock. And it was written by Albie Shore. Um, I'll be sure, uh, Chubb Rock and who is this West person again? I don't forgot already. Somebody West, Kyle West. Sorry, Kyle, Kyle West. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have forgot that. Kyle West. Um, and then the next song, y'all, another one of my favorite, like still to this day, I still listen to this song. I still listen to this song. Um, Goodbye. That's probably runner up, probably runner up for for like my second favorite song on this album. Like I love that song. And again, this is another song that was written and you're just like, why was he singing about this at like 14, 15? Like, but again, look who it was written by. I'll be sure. Um, Kyle West. Oh, wait, sorry. 
it was written by, yeah, I'll be sure. And Kyle West. And it was produced by the same people. Um, there's a, a couple of other songs on here that come on, PJ. No, don't do this. Cause you don't mess me up. No. Um, sorry. There's an, uh, the, the last few songs kind of skips for me. You know what I'm saying? One was perfect world. Um, it was another one called confused. The next one was, uh, look, look what we'd have. Actually, that was a kind of a jam. I do remember that one. And she's all that. So a lot of skips for me on this album, but there are a significant amount of songs on here that I would say, I'm about to play this Tevin Campbell. Like I'm about to put this album on, right? My favorite we about to try to see if we can get this music on, y'all. Oops, that's the wrong thing. My favorite song on this album. And first of all, can we get into the album cover? Do y'all see I found the album covers this week? Last week, I don't know why I couldn't find them. Like, I just got these off of Amazon, to be honest. But anyways, my favorite was and still is, and I still listen to it, is Alone With You. Was it a jam, y'all? No, for real. Seriously. Was it a jam? <sighs> I'm trying to get to the next song real quick so that I can um, make sure it's queued up before we get into it. But here we go. Pause. Okay. All right. So, Tevin Campbell, self-titled, 1991. What y'all think? Let me know. Would this have been on your list? Would this have been on your list for 1991? Boom. Let's hit, let's go to number two. And again, that Tevin Campbell one, it was kind of hard to come by for me. Like it was, well, it wasn't. It was a couple of other ones. I feel like it was like, uh, like Michael Jackson Dangerous. You know, I love Mike, but I wasn't listening to dangerous all in you know what I'm saying all like that for real like there's a couple few songs on there as you know y'all know I think it was dangerous 1991 it was a couple other ones but again I chose the ones that I felt like I am kind of still listening to today and whatever right whatever all right let's hit the next one number two this probably goes without saying. This is probably one of the ones that goes without saying, right? Right? Boys to Men, Cooley High Harmony. First of all, let's get into the motherfucking album cover, okay? Do y'all see this album cover? Why is PJ being a hater, y'all? Do y'all see this album cover? 
cold. This was back when it was four of them. You know what I'm saying? It's only three now, but this is back when it was four of them. Okay. Y'all know boys, the men was a little, they were, they were, I, I, I don't know. I've sometimes it's hard for me to kind of categorize them. Right. Um, and this damn cat, y'all, I don't know what her issue is. I'm sorry. I don't know what her issue is. If she mess up my audio, I swear to God, I'm going to put her outside with the wild animals. Anyways, so recently, <laughs> I I kind of look at, I kind of look at boys to men in a different way now, for real. Like, because I didn't know, I didn't realize how trash indiv- individuals they are. But also... That does not take away for, and I don't know, y'all have to just like uh, search it on Twitter. Like there was a, um, an interview with Candy Burris talking about how they, how rude they were. And, um, was it Dallas Austin? Uh, was it that? Da- yeah, it was Dallas Austin. Um, him too. He was just like, they're, they're rude individuals. Like whatever. He had a story to tell. Y'all just have to look it up. But, there's some things that I, I really realized when I was, um, you know, like when I decided to run this back. And I think, uh, who was it? Was it 12 Kyle that did a did a review on this um, album? Now, I can say, I can say that when I think about Boys to Men, I can put this, I can play this. I could be like, I'm about, I, I, I make me, I could, I could do it. I could see myself saying, I'm going to put in, I'm going to put this boys to men CD on, but not for real. For, but if there's not a whole lot of people. I feel like that are like that. Right. Like there's not a whole lot of people that's like, we about to run this Motown Philly. And I, I'm Motown Philly was probably like, probably my least favorite album, um, least favorite album, my least favorite song on the album, to be honest. But it was probably, uh their their biggest outside of well no you know it's so hard to say goodbye y'all know it's so hard to say goodbye was on there um but anyways let's go ahead and just talk about it for a second so um coolie high harmony uh by boys and men it came out april 30th 1991 um let's see let's take a look at it was um it was, uh, the whole album pretty much was produced by Dallas Austin, who was an awesome fucking producer. And it's a shame that he, his ass was like, I ain't really trying to fuck with him like that. Um, and as far as sales or as far as, um, where they charted, cause I think they, they might've charted pretty high. They charted on a lot of different charts too. Um, like in Australia, in Australia, they peaked at number four, uh, New Zealand, they peaked at number four, UK, number seven, US Billboard 200, number three. Um, and I would have thought that it would have been higher for them for that, but I don't don't know. Um, top R&B hip hop album on Billboard, uh, it peaked at number one. Uh, let's see. For the whole decade, which is, this is, which is pretty good. Like from 1990 to 1991, they, um, 
their position at the end of 1991 out of all of the records that, you know, came out on uh, or that were on the U.S. Billboard 200. They made it to 45, so that was really good. Um, and, you know, they dropped a few singles off of here. Motown Philly. Um, again, it's so hard to say goodbye. Ooh, ah, please don't go into the road and in the still of the night. What? But, uh, please don't go into the road and in the still of the night. We're all in 1992, uh, when they dropped that singles, because you know, back in the day, that's how shit went. They would drop a single and then they would drop the album. I don't know how many fucking months later, whenever the hell they felt like it. And then after the album, they would drop, uh, you know, they would continue to like release singles to the radio or whatever. So that's how that used to work. Um, this particular album also was reissued in 1993 and it just, um, included a bunch of, um, like remixes because you know back then that's when kind of like the remix was kind of born or whatever so they they you know uh artists used to do like many many versions of a song who was that uh swv was it swv that i i heard talk about that and they were like you know that they uh whoever their producer was or manager or whoever it was was telling them like no you have to drop as many um remixes that you can anything that's gonna sound good so um that's what they used to do back then so let's get into the track list real quick again this is an album that I that if it just comes to mind and I'm like I'm gonna play it I can listen to it from front to back but it's not an album that I'm always like ooh. it's it's not like none of the songs really aside from one I have on a playlist which is my favorite which I'll get to um but like, I don't know too many people that just like. Let's start. Let I'm about to throw on this, you know, simping. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. But anyway, so number one, please don't go. Um, Nathan Morris, uh, wrote it, and it again the whole album was produced by Dallas Austin. So I don't have to necessarily uh say that Lonely Heart, which was a jam. <laughs> To me, um, it's probably in the top three on the album for me, um, Nathan Morris. And then um, This Is My Heart, which was a jam. This is my heart. Y'all going to get this loud and wrong singing, okay? Loud because, you know, I'm only trying to play like one or maybe two songs from each of these albums because I'm not trying to go through no copyright shit. Uh, but that was a jam. Wine Yang and Sean wrote that. Um, ooh, ah, uh, uh, again, Nathan Morris, <clears throat> Wanye, Nathan Wanye and Michael Bivens had their, their hands in that one. Um, it's so hard to say goodbye, which again was probably the biggest, uh, song off of that album. I don't know. Was that the biggest song that they've ever had? I don't know. Um, Freddie Perrin and Christine Yarian wrote that. I don't know them to be honest. Um, Motown Philly, which was like their first single, uh, Austin, Dallas, Austin, Michael Bivens, 
um, Nathan and Sean Stockman, Stockman wrote those. Um, Under Pressure, you know, again, I could listen to Under Pressure. I could also kind of skip it. But in most cases, I just listen to it. Uh, no big deal. Um, same with Simpin. Like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, same with Little Things. But it's a jam, but it's just like, eh, whatever. And then Your Love, which was one of my jams. And I actually, um, t- uh, Troy Taylor wrote Little Things, and it was produced by the characters. I don't know who they are. Um, same with Your Love, but Your Love was a fucking jam. Now, my favorite song, I know that I know y'all like, hey, you, j- you already said every single song that was on the album. I know that that's what y'all are saying. And guess what? You guys are right. I'm going to cheat a little bit with Boys to Men because my favorite that is related to this album is off of the actual re-release in 1993, which was that Ooh Ah sequel version. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm about to jog your motherfucking memory right this moment. Sean was talking his shit. Was Sean not talking his shit? And then here goes a nigga that ain't even a part of the group no more, y'all. Right? Come on, put it on a playlist. Put it on a playlist. Like, it's like you almost have to, at this point, um, put that on the playlist. Am I lying? I don't think I'm lying. Let me get this next song together because this is, y'all know we about to jam now. And I know, I know that y'all know what the number one album is going to be for me for 1991. I already know that y'all know. Like, there's no, like, it was the number one album For it was it was it, it was the number one it had to be the number one freaking R and B album of nineteen ninety one it had to be like I don't I don't I don't know in in what world it wouldn't have been okay okay y'all ready for this I think y'all already know we've already talked as a matter of fact we've already talked about this on this podcast but we're about to fucking talk about it again because they are worth it motherfucking jodeci motherfucking jodeci do y'all see the album cover up here it's the album cover for me it's the album why was (laughs) what was the look on jojo face uh, on the back of the album what was the look on his face right there but the but the front cover it's like so iconic. Like when you see this, it's just so iconic. Look at the graphics. Look how like very plain. Like look how 
you didn't it wasn't a whole lot that you didn't need a whole lot of glistening even though they probably just didn't have glistening glam back then like we got now but all you needed was a cool little picture on the street with a with a filter they threw a filter on there and they threw some microsoft word art as the jodeci symbol on there and that that word art has been everywhere like i think i almost want to say that they had chains made that look just like that jodeci you can't even tell that it says jodeci for real but who gives a damn because look at this this is like a masterpiece this this album this is i hate y'all know i hate ranking albums I can't say that this is my favorite album of the whole 90s. I don't know if I could say that. But I think it could probably be like two or three, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We, I don't know. I, maybe, I, maybe at the end, I'll rank them all. Maybe at the end, I'll do like a top 10 or something. I don't know. Like, just pick one. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But whatever. Jodeci. Forever My Lady. Let's get into it. Their debut album released um, May 28th, 1991. The, um, and it was named, uh, named after the, uh, the single Forever My Lady, which was actually the second single off the album. The very first single, and people always think it was the first one, but the very, their very first single was Gotta Love. I, and I, I, it's like sometimes I even forget that, right? But I, it's because Jodeci to me really didn't appear. Like I was a fan, of course, but Jodeci didn't appear until Forever My Lady. There's not... A person on this earth that is in tune with R&B that does not know Forever My Lady and and doesn't know the story of Forever My Lady, right? It was written by Albie Shore. Why is Albie Shore that nigga? Can we go there? Can we say that? Why is Albie Shore him? Why is Albie Shore him? You understand? Well, he he was he produced it, but anyways. But no, he has some writing on it. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how correct this is because this the way that I know the story is forever. My lady is uh, it was written about Albie Shore's uh late baby mama or I don't know if it was his wife at that time um Kim Porter so I don't know like I it's my understanding that he wrote it but whatever it doesn't say that right here but whatever um and it also says for forever my lady um let's see let's go down and look at the other stats real quick get into it so they were certain it was certified platinum three times again for 1991 this is not shabby business this is not shabby motherfucking business. That means that 3 million people or that their album was purchased 3 million times physically, physically purposed, uh, purchased, not downloaded, not streamed, not none of that. Niggas went out on that Tuesday when it dropped 
and bought that shit out. And when they sold out, they waited until the next shipment came in and they went and got it again. And if, and if it's something happened to your damn tape or your, your, I don't know if it was CDs at that time. I think it was tapes. Then you went and got it again. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what, that those are the type of fans that we were. We went and we bought music over and over again when the shit came up missing because it wasn't like we could just pull up Spotify and play that shit, right? So, three times platinum. Uh, peaked on the U.S. Billboard at number 18. Peaked at number one on Heat Seekers albums, Billboard. I ain't even know nothing about that, for real. Um, top R&B, hip-hop albums, no, peaked at number one. Um... Yeah, like <laughs> it was 13 tracks on this album and a lot of them were uh, B-side tracks. You know, I call them B-side. I call them B-side tracks because they were on the B-side of the damn tape. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people would always listen to what was on the A-side and, you know, you know, they would get through whatever was on the A-side and didn't really turn the tapes over. So, like, the B-side tracks kind of got, you know, B-sided. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, real quick, because, again, I have talked about Jodeci and um, my love for them and, actually, and this album, did an album review on this album. Um, I think with 12 Kyle and y'all should go back and listen to it where we get more in depth in it or whatever. But for the sake of me ranking these, this is my number one. So let's look, let's go into the title list. Okay. I am going to probably play a couple of songs from this album. Um, I most definitely can put this, put this, uh, CD on and listen to it, uh, from front to back, but there are a handful of songs, on this CD that I have um, saved to a playlist that I listen to probably weekly, okay? So um, let's get into it. Number one, stay. Stay. Don't talk. Just listen. Everybody fucking know about stay. Come on now. Don't don't sit up here and act like y'all don't know what stay is, okay? Stay, um, it was written by Donald Earl DeGreat. And produced by Devontae Swing. So the the entire album was produced by Devontae. And like the first half of it was co-produced by I'll be sure. Um Come and Talk to Me, y'all know. Come and Talk to Me was one of those songs that had a couple of different versions of it, had a couple of different remixes to it. And we love them all. You know what I'm saying? We could go. You this is where this is back when they played slow music in a club, y'all. They if niggas got even if niggas wasn't fighting, but if niggas got to fighting, they just go ahead and switch it up and throw on some jealousy. You know what I'm saying? And slow it down, and people slow danced, and you know got they grind on. It wasn't no twerking, it wasn't none of that. We was like body to body, like dancing. Niggas had to know how to dance. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyways, come and talk to me. Uh, written by. Um, the great and uh, and um, I'll be sure and forever, my lady. I'll be sure. Oh, yeah, I do say him. It is the great and I'll be sure, which actually all of these songs were written by the great and um, some of them by I'll be sure. Um, then the next song again, the, the title track. 
uh of the of the damn CD, which was one of the fucking which is probably one of the greatest R&B songs of all time. One of the greatest R&B songs of all time is Forever My Lady. From the 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 words, the the music, the production of it, the fucking video, the video. The vocals, KC was singing his ass off. Okay? KC was singing his ass off. And again, I'm not going to get into like the whole specifics of how everybody cuz I just talked about jealousy, so I'm just kind of trying to go through this. But KC was singing like I don't like it was like four months of rent due and an eviction notice on the door. That's all I got to say. That's all I'm saying throughout this whole fucking album. I don't care what. Um, you and I, which was a fucking a great song. And then they had like some inner they had the interlude uh 553 nasty. And then um my phone. My phone doesn't ring anymore. They had a lot of like these were we're getting into the beach B side tracks, y'all. They had a lot of upbeat um songs on here. After my after my phone was Gotta Love, which again was the uh title track, I mean was was their first um um, um, um single that was released. Um Plaything, um, It's All Right and Treat You. Decent songs or whatever. Again, not not necessarily uh what I'm gonna put have on a playlist, but also not necessarily going to actually going to skip them. And then there was like a bonus track on there um called Cherish. Now, I skipped a couple of songs because y'all know I'm about to sit here and play them. One of my most favorite songs. Oh, damn. I had it um I had it queued up, y'all. And it's not set up here. Here we go. Let me see, because I gotta make sure I get to the right part. One of my favorite songs off this album um was actually on the B side. And it was one of their uh more upbeat songs and when I said earlier that I was like I I was listening to this music and I instantly perked up like this was one this this was it like this was the song like I can't not smile and dance and have happy feelings when I hear this song it's one of my favorite songs ever if I just need to cheer up I would throw this fucking song on and it is uh times we share. It's my part right here where they be harmonizing. Come on, choir. A jam, a jam, y'all. Like, I can sit and listen to that song, and I have over and over and over and over and over again. Literally one of my most favorite songs by Jodeci. But my favorite? Let me make sure I get to the right part. I can't even see what I wrote down. Hopefully this is right. 
like I done wrote it down on this paper because what I did was wrote down the like minute to where you know where I need to scroll to. And I don't even know what that say. I think it say forty three. We about to see. My favorite. I'm so trifling, y'all. I know. Well, I, one day I'm gonna get it together to where I can like where the shit be just queued up and I don't have to be doing all this. But for right now, y'all just gonna get this like low key Tubi type of podcast. But whatever. The song is I'm still waiting. This is my part right here. This is my part. Casey was hungry he was hungry on that record that man said another day might be too long I can't I can't wait no longer I cannot do it eight 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 on this fucking record okay eight on it and my I've seen I think y'all know I've seen them twice in concert, and it just makes me sad that they never do the uh, the slow version. They never do the slow version. They never do this version. They always do, like, a sped-up version or whatever, but whatever. All right, so boom. What did y'all think, okay? What did y'all think? I changed the, uh, uh, the slide decks up just a little bit. Hopefully the fucking audio worked. We about to find out. I'm hungry. I'm about to go down here and eat. But hopefully... Y'all enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed making it. I have an issue coming up on 1993 because, honestly, I have four records written down. So I don't know how any of that's – I'm only going to do three. I don't know how, know how any of this is going to work. Um, But I'm going to just try to keep it consistent again and just pick the three, and maybe I'll just mention the other ones because, like – I, I I really believe I have three written down. But this week was one of the ones when it was hard to find three. But I actually did good with the Tevin Campbell one. So who what, what would yours be? 1991, Who what was your favorite album? What were you listening to? What are you still listening to? I want y'all to come and tell me all of that. Y'all can hit me up on Twitter um, at Autumn the Aries. You can find me on tag at Autumn the Aries. You can hit me up on Instagram, Autumn the Aries or Lit Life Podcast. You can find this on um, Facebook. Listen, I have a Facebook page and a stuff post to the Facebook page. But honestly, if y'all leave me a message on Facebook, I'm probably not going to get it for months. I don't be on there. This shit automatically goes there just because. I'm just, just trying to let y'all know that right now. Um, But yeah, get at me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully next week I'll have two episodes for y'all. But we're going to see. I'm trying to get back in the groove. It's been good. It's been fun. It's been, you know, 
I've I've been I want been wanting to do it. So it's that's a great feeling for me. Like I love this for me, right? So until y'all hear me or see me again, peace.